Welcome to a broadcast by Glory Temple of the Four Square Gospel Church Ashoman Estate Branch. The Word of God is coming to you from the servant of God, the Reverend Francis C. He is a man of prayer and a teacher. His ministry is centered on church discipline, prosperity and empowerment. A greater part of the ministry is into the building of the youth and singles on how to stay holy for the second coming of Christ. His ministry is also characterized with the demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost marked with signs and miracles and noun the word we started a series on trusting god and i want you to try one yes i say say ebo ensem bi so fa say e be be sia e be be nyame adie using the experience of abraham na ye the abraham nantie e ye mfato ho and we learned that when god calls yesuya say so yakopon fria we must respond i was say to an amount and whenever God calls, there is a price that we have to pay. And third, we learn that there are blessings when we respond to God's call. But there was one question I didn't answer in my sermon. Which is, how do I know that God is calling me? How do I hear the voice of God? So today, by the grace of God, we will want to answer, how do I hear the voice of God? Many times we hear of people say, I heard God saying this and that to me. Most of the time, the questions we ask ourselves is, how did these people know that this is God speaking? And how come that as for us, we don't hear the voice of God? Is God's voice deep? Does it sing treble? And So we try and, and, and whenever we hear somebody says, God told me, you, you begin to wonder how did God say it? We also read from the Bible how humans said they heard the word of God. For example, Moses and God spoke to him out of the burning bush. So how did he hear the voice of God from the burning bush? How? We see God reveal himself in many, many, many wondrous ways in the Bible. Some through visions. Some through dreams. Some they say they heard. So it's like an audible voice. But my focus today is not to explain, explain the, the experience. Did you hear audible or did you feel did you no that is not my objective that whatever means by which god will speak to us when he speaks we must hear and god is still speaking 
God is still declaring his word specifically to us. And we have to tune in so that when he speaks, we will grasp it. Today, we will take our main test from John chapter 10, 1 to 10. And then you better find your children every John chapter ten, verse one to ten. So I read, very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech. But the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Amen. Amen. Now, in this story, which is a full story for the 20, first 21 verses of John chapter 10, was at being addressed to the Pharisees. And I know how many of us quote John 10, 10, and says that the devil came to steal, to kill, and to destroy and Jesus didn't say the devil. Jesus said the thief. And he was talking to the Pharisees. He was not talking to the devil. So the Pharisees are people who repre- uh, they obey the law to the letter. And if you break the law, you must be punished. And for today, there are many Pharisees among us who enjoy outward manifestation of religion without looking at the inwards. They are the people who Jesus was referring to. They tie people up with rules and laws they themselves are not ready to obey. And Jesus called them thieves and robbers. Hallelujah. Amen. But in, again, Jesus also describes some group of people as sheep. Now, if you read through the Old Testament, many a times Israel was described as sheep. So in Psalm 23, David will explain the relationship between a shepherd and a sheep by saying, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Psalm 23, David, 
Israel was the sheep of God. Israel for Isaiah 53:6. All human beings were also described as sheep. He said that all of us as sheep have gone astray. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquities of us all. All of us were described as sheep. So what is it about sheep that we will be related to? The sheep is a dependent animal. Uh, the sheep depends on other things, other people, human beings as shepherds before it can survive. And God created us as human beings to be dependent. And we find people who claim that they don't fear God. They don't, they don't want to have anything with anything God. And, and, and even though they claim to be independent of God, they are also being influenced by ideas of other people. So whether people believe in God, or they don't believe in God something is influencing their lives so where, wherever we stand we are, being, we are dependent on some ideas of somebody or from ideas of other religion or some ideas from God in that regard all of us are sheep we all need somebody to direct us. And anytime a sheep strays from the place of direction, it falls into the hands of the prey. And you know the sheep does not have any part that it can use to defend itself. It, it can't run as fast as it can. It doesn't have hooves to fight. Its teeth cannot bite. Its hooves are not strong enough. It cannot stand on its own. And therefore always needs somebody. And that is how we human beings are. Sometimes when we have things and we have surrounded by money and power and titles, we think we can stand on our own. Until something happens. And then you realize that you never were in control. I call that the illusion of control, the deception of control. If you have driven a car and the dry and the and the brake has failed, you understand what it means. 
You will realize that you had never been in control of the vehicle. As you are descending from the Bree Hills and then and then you are getting to a cave and then you press and he said Tom. There you will see who is in charge of the car. But when the car is working, every part is working. The driver is very powerful. If the driver says stop, it will stop. But when one part fails, you realize that the driver is not in control. That is how human beings are. When things are working well for us, it looks like we are in control. But we have never been in control. And we will never be in control. As long as God has put his life in us, it will look like we got up by ourselves. It will look like we walk by ourselves. It will look like we lift our hands by ourselves. But there are times people get to a point and they desire to lift up their hands. In their hearts, they are lifting up their hands. But the hands cannot be lifted up. There you realize that you never have been in control. So all of us are sheep. And this world is going in a way that people want to assert themselves and say, we are who we want to be. And mark this, anyone who determines to be who he wants to be, that person lives, moves into the path of degradation. You see, immorality deteriorates. And in most of the time, what they will say is that we don't believe in God. The moment we take God out of our lives, now there is no standard for behavior. So somebody, somebody will say, now I want to marry my friend man. Because I don't believe in God. The root cause of all of these immoral behaviors, wickedness going on is because people are rejecting God. And God did not create us to live independent lives. He called us to live by his direction. And we will only live by his direction if we submit to his authority. And, and tune in into his voice. So, I will take us through four ways in which we can hear from God. All from John, 1, John 10, 1 to 10. The first one is live according to his word. In verse 1, 
We see that the sheep they are in a pen. They are hemmed in in a pen. Where they stay. And the pen is the place where they are kept overnight. Where they are protected from thieves. And from wild animals. But for us as human sheep. How does this relate to us? Before we will hear God's voice, we should have been confined in his presence. And this confinement must be that we have built our lives with the word of God around us. Say the word of God. The word of God must place a limit over our lives. There are things we must desire, we may desire to do. But the word of God must put breaks on our desires. And anyone who allows himself for the word of God to, to, to restrict him or her, that person will hear the voice of God. Anyone who seeks to obey God's word, and what God says do, he will do. What God's word says don't do, he will not do. That person is most likely to hear the voice of God. In Genesis chapter 3, we learn of how God created the world in Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. And in chapter 2, how he created man. And prepared a garden called Eden. And, and, and placed man into it. And that was where God fellowshiped with man. And in Genesis chapter 3, we learned that um, the, the serpent or the devil appeared in the form of a snake. And deceived man. And when God came on the scene, the first question God asked Adam and or called out to Adam and Eve, in Genesis 3 9, he says, What where are you? When God is looking for us, He's looking for us within His Word. The moment we decide that we will live our lives. We depart out of his word. So we now are tuned off the word of God. You know that there are waves in here. If we put a radio here and you put it to 104.3, you will hear something. But today we are here. We are not tuned in. So all that is happening on the radio stations, we will not hear. When Adam and Eve chose to live out of the word of God, the same place God spoke to them, the same place God had communion with them, now God says, where are you? 
ba bia afi no yakopon no munya nkuta hodie ne sa bia ya na ka so yakopon buza o mo and if you want to hear the voice of god ne sa o pese o ti yakopon ne it means that do the word of god and e kire se ye die o yakopon kire live your life according to the word of god ne se wa bra bo no bo no se die o yakopon what he says you should do do it ye o se ye ne ye what he says don't do don't do it ye o se menya no menya as you live in obedience so u tena u tena se wo you will realize that sooner than later o be hu se afi the word of God will start coming to you. Whether in dreams, whether audibly, whether in vision, whether conviction, no matter what it is, you will hear the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Therefore, we must put constraints on our lives. Stay in the word. Build your lives on the word. And his voice will come to you. The second point is that we should look out for the voice. The first we said live according to the word. The, the second is look out for the voice. And we find that in verse 3. We says that the gatekeeper opens the gates. For the shepherd. And when the sheep hear the footsteps coming. They now begin to live in expectation that the voice will follow the footsteps. Is somebody here with me? Amen. So when the footsteps start coming, the gates have been opened. The sheep now expects God is about to speak. The shepherd is about to speak. We are all here to listen to him. They are excited because the word of God is coming. And over here we don't see this picture. That the, the, a, a, a comparison will be how she um, our dogs behave. When you go out and you come back, you will see the dog. In fact, the dog will hear of you before you get the or the, the gate. By the time you open the gate, she will be or she will be standing by the gate. And you will see it wagging the tail. Sometimes they would want to jump at you. They are excited that you are back. They are excited that the master is back. And the moment you start touching it, the moment you start mentioning its name, you see that it stops the jumping. It stays still. It, it, it may either lie down or just be close to you. That is what happened in the time of Jesus and even now in the Middle East, that is how the sheep relate to the shepherds. So they have names for the sheep who will come to that. And they call out to the names. So the moment the shepherd enters, there is excitement for the sheep. 
sheep. I am going to hear a word today. I am going to hear a word today. God is going to speak to me today. Irrespective of my situation, I'm expecting God to speak. Bible says the expectation of the righteous will never be cut off. But what happens? Sometimes we are in the presence, but our minds are not there. And we find that example played out in First Samuel when God called Samuel. And let's read that quickly. Samuel says the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone 